It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now! I'm starving! On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby! It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast presented by DraftKings, the show that's so nice. We do it twice every week during the football season. We do episode one is the Thursday nighter and all the Sunday early games. Then we try to break it up, make it a little more digestible for you. You can listen to episode two tomorrow or Friday or whenever. Saturday, hey, it's up to you. That's the Sunday late games and the Monday nighter. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. I think most of you know that. Got a bunch of different podcasts. People love the Even Money podcast. They love the Ross Tucker football podcast every day. I don't know why more people don't listen to Emory Hunt on the College Draft Podcast because he's a stud. And Andrew Brandt's Business of Sports, excellent as well. The key thing to do really is to follow at Ross Tucker Pod on Twitter or Instagram. Then you know what we're up to always. You can see the highlight clips, uh, the best of the best of the various shows. You can also just watch the entire show, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL on social media. And if you haven't signed up to get my emails, you better do that ASAP. We got one going out tomorrow, and it is an absolute doozy about a uh, the wild way in which one of my dreams came true. That, that'll be my tease for that. My, the, the star of this show needs no tease. He really needs no introduction. You heard his name on WIP radio this week. <laughs> In Philadelphia, when I gave him full credit for the werewolf, he's got the Flyers flag hanging in the background while he wears a Sixers hat. He is the one and only Joe Dolan at FG underscore Dolan. And it is never, ever too late to go to fantasypoints.com and throw in the code 21 feast to make sure you finish strong in your season long league or maybe just get into DFS. Over at DraftKings. How are you, Joe? I'm doing all right. Ross decided I need to give the Sixers some love with their, you know, effort. They're throwing out process era lineups out there with all their, their COVID issues and a certain uh, someone who refuses to play for them. And they're fun to watch and they're competitive. And Tyrese Maxey's emerging as a star. So we don't need you, buddy. <laughs> he who must not be named. People, uh, people are loving the Sixers right now. I'm loving this show. Because I'm loving how you drop knowledge. How about the game tomorrow night? I'll be on the call with the bird, Ian Eagle, on Westwood One Radio for the Dolphins and the Ravens. The Ravens passing game is real, Joe. Yeah, and Ross, one of the things that that has happened with the Ravens, by the way, in addition to Lamar Jackson continuing to progress as a passer and the Ravens getting weapons, you know, Rashad Baton's back, Sammy Watkins should be back this week, is they're running a ton of plays. They're up on over 70 plays over their last three games. And I think part of that owes to the fact that they have so many injuries on the defensive side of the football. So you're dealing with injuries on the defensive side. You have to score points to keep up with your competition. How about this tidbit that our guy Graham Barfield unearthed? Lamar Jackson has two games in his NFL career, one in the playoffs last year and last week against Minnesota, in which... His defense, uh, excuse me, in which he has thrown 40 passes and run 20 times. He is the only player in NFL history to do that. And he's done it twice. 
So, like, I mean, that just shows you how Lamar Jackson is carrying this offense right now. Obviously, you know Hollywood Brown and Mark Andrews are his go-to guys. I think Bateman's on the fringes of startable this week simply because of, you know, how um, uh, what, what we don't know what Sammy Watkins is going to do. And if you're playing a running back from Baltimore, Devontae Freeman's snap rates, five games in a row now, 8% to 27% to 30% to 40% to 58%. Doesn't look like Latavius Murray's going to play this week. It seems the Ravens have decided that Devontae Freeman is their best running back. Interesting. Okay, Freeman, and, and I like the stat on Lamar. What about the Dolphins? I still think it'll be Jacoby Brissett again tomorrow night. Yeah, and while two has been better, the thing that's nice about the Jacoby Brissett thing is that he he targets the same guys that Tua does just with alacrity. Um, and uh, Here's a stat. Devontae Parker's on IR. In the four games that Parker has missed, J- Jalen Waddle has seen 9.3 targets per game. Doesn't just extend to Jalen Waddle. In the four games that Parker has missed, Mike Kosicki is averaging eight targets per game. He's averaging 6.2 targets in the games when when Parker does play. Uh, both T- Tua and Jacoby Brissett focus on Jalen Waddle and Mike Kosicki. Will Fuller's not going to be back this week. Good luck if you're playing Miles Gaskin in that backfield, but I think you can play Waddle and Gasicki with confidence. They're not they're they're not slate busters, but they're guys who can give you eight to ten receptions just because of how frequently they're targeted. The next game is going to be Sunday, one o'clock. Bills and the Jets. You got to tell me what's going on with the Bills offense. Uh, I mean, they, they just had a stinker and. Um, uh, they were literally asked, we call them the burn the tape games. And I think they were asked, are you going to burn the tape of this one? And they're like, oh, no, we learned from everything. It was just a stinker last week. Uh, Allen down a couple of offensive linemen. Um, and it, it just was it just was a bad game. Um, fortunately, the receivers kind of came through for you because they had to throw a bunch. You know, Diggs, Beasley, and Emmanuel Sanders came through. But one of the things that burned people was Zach Moss last week, I think, was a pretty popular uh, DFS play. He was a pretty popular start, and he left with a concussion. If he can't go, you would think Devin Singletary in another good matchup. I'm not just going to freak out and say, oh, you know, they lost to the Jags. Well, yeah, sure, they can lose to the Jets, but I'm still going to pick them to win, and I'm going to pick them to win by a lot. Um, So I think this is a bounce-back spot for the Buffalo Bills across the board. Uh, Keep an eye on the status of Devin Singletary, and Dawson Knox should be back this week. What about for the Jets on the other side? Well, I want to know who's going to start at quarterback here. Um, Is it going to be Mike White? I think it's going to be White. It didn't seem like he was too seriously hurt, and he has the mini-buy. But at receiver, Corey Davis should be back this week. But Elijah Moore kind of looks like he's beginning to, to see a little bit more playing time, earn more playing time. He was boosted up to second on the team in routes behind Jamison Crowder. Uh, last week remember uh, uh, I told you last week that Denzel Mims led them in routes in week eight it, uh, Mims was a little bit down and Mims now has tested positive for COVID-19 so I don't know if he's going to be able to play this week so I know a lot of folks are interested in Elijah Moore I think he's somebody who can help your team down the stretch the concern I do have with the Jets and this will have to be addressed when he comes back I am not by any means writing off Zach Wilson but it does need to be noted that the offense has moved better with Mike White and Josh Johnson than it did with Zach Wilson. Um, 
hopefully they figured something out. Maybe they're calling different plays. Maybe they think they can do that with Wilson. But when Wilson comes back, I don't know how much upside guys like Michael Carter or Elijah Moore are going to have. It's just something that needs to be monitored. By the way, this is a bad matchup for them across the board. You know, even though the Bills lost to the Jags last week, they didn't give up a touchdown. So they didn't give up a whole lot of production. No, I mean, the defense for the Bills played yeah. really well. That's what's so frustrating for the Bills that they still lost the All game. All you need is offense. one touchdown and you win that game. That's it. And they did crazy. Couldn't get All it. All right. How about the Bucks and Washington, both coming off a bye? Yeah. So here is what's interesting about Washington. And unfortunately, we're in a really tough spot here. When they came into the bye, um, you saw that game in week eight where Antonio Gibson was functionally not just rotating with JD McKissick. He was rotating with Jarrett Patterson in the backfield. Jarrett Patterson actually led them in carries the week before the bye. Now my whole assertion is if Antonio Gibson is at any point this year going to look like he's over the shin injury that's been plagued, that's essentially plagued him since the start of the year, it's going to be out of the bye. What's the problem though? They're playing Tampa, the notoriously tough run defense of the Buccaneers. So even if Antonio Gibson is feeling rested, he's feeling spry, I don't know how I feel about him this week. So it's a tough spot for Antonio Gibson for sure. Um, I'm I'm probably still considering him more of an RB3. Uh, I think if, if, if the, the team is going to move the ball, it's going to be through the air here with Ter- uh, Terry McLaurin. And maybe Logan Thomas is back this week from the hamstring injury. Uh, but unfortunately for Antonio Gibson, I was interested in this spot because uh, he's coming off the bye. I'm skeptical about him. Uh, our guy Edwin Porras at Fantasy Points, Ross, I know you know his stuff. He, he thinks the team should have shut down Gibson weeks ago. Um, but we'll see what happens here. If if he is still rotating with Jarrett Patterson in this game, regardless of production, I think that's a bad sign for the future for Antonio Gibson. That's a good point. What about the Bucks on the other side? Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Um, we'll check on the statuses of Antonio Brown and Gronk. I would lean towards no on both. I think Bruce Arians essentially said before the bye, Gronk shouldn't have played, but he was pushing to. Um, he had the back spasms coming back. Um, uh, Antonio Brown was still in a walking boot as of early this week. Um, so I think this is probably going to be a Godwin and Mike Evans game. And I think both guys go nuclear. I think playoff Lenny can go nuclear in this game. The Buccaneers with Antonio Brown and Gronk potentially sidelined are a team where you want to concentrate on those three guys. Well, ascend Brady as well. Those three guys, Evans, Godwin, Fournette, all of whom have been great for your fantasy teams. Sounds like the Bucks are a pretty good place to find some fantasy guys this week. LinkedIn Jobs is a great place for small business owners to be able to find the right candidates for their business, which is harder than ever. LinkedIn Jobs has the world's largest professional network of over 770 million people. Focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience and use screening questions to get your role in front of only the most qualified. Then use the simple tools on LinkedIn Jobs to quickly filter and prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. Makes sense, right? Everybody you knows on LinkedIn. That's where you should go for getting jobs, to hire people. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com 
slash feast. That's linkedin.com slash feast to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. No terms and conditions apply to Joe's advice on the Falcons and the Cowboys. Well, the Falcons, I got to give it up because I think one of these guys who's playing as well as anybody in the NFL and isn't really getting the credit is Matt Ryan. I mean, consider this, like what he's dealing with. His best receiver right now is Cordero Patterson. And now that's all credit to Cordero Patterson and Arthur Smith for figuring out how to use him. But Matt Ryan is playing out of his gourd right now. And, And I don't think he's getting the credit that he deserves for that. So props up to Matt Ryan, who I think is a viable start this week in a game where, you know, the, the score is projected to be kind of one of the higher ones uh, of the week. Let me, uh, my odds board just refresh. So I'm trying to get, I'll, I'll bring that up in a little bit. But one of the things that I'm interested to see, Ross, is how does Dallas decide to defend Kyle Pitts? By the way, the over-under is 54-and-a-half in this game, which is uh, the highest of the week. So uh, so uh, that was th- this is a game where DFS players are going to go nuts. But how does, does Dallas decide to defend Kyle Pitts? You know, some teams have treated him like a big wide receiver. So big, scary matchup with Trevon Diggs, right? Well, here's the deal with Trevon Diggs. He's got the interceptions, but he also gives up a lot of plays. Per Sports Info Solutions, Ross, only – one player in the NFL has given up more yards in his coverage than Trevon Diggs. That's Anthony Averett of the Baltimore Ravens, who's playing because there's so many damn injuries in Baltimore. Who's number three in the NFL in yards given up in his coverage per Sports Info Solutions? Anthony Brown, the Cowboys' other corner. So the Cowboys' two corners are second and third per Sports Info Solutions in yardage allowed. That's good news for Kyle Pitts. That's good news for Russell Gage, who showed up and actually played well last week after not being targeted in week eight. Matt Ryan, I think, is a viable streamer this week, a good one. You play Patterson, you play Diggs, and I think you, I really like Russell Gage this week. Mike Davis, he's just a guy. Well, so hold on a second. They, Trayvon Diggs has given up the second most yards of any corner in the NFL. For Sports Info Solutions, that is correct. And I believe he's 100 uh, – I think he's in the hundreds in pro football focuses grade. So, you know, uh, Ross, I, I, I liken him to Marcus Peters. Um, I liken him to Asante Samuel. No risk it, no biscuit. But when you do risk it, occasionally the other team gets the biscuit. So, yeah, Trevon Diggs has gotten burned this year. He's given up over 20 yards per completion when he's been targeted. Now, that, that also means he's he's got a lot of interceptions, but I don't necessarily view Trevon Diggs if he shadows as a, as a matchup from a fantasy perspective that I am going to avoid. What about for the Cowboys on offense? Uh, it was a stinker for them. And um, the one thing that I am really interested in now, I, I, not, I don't think Atlanta can really get after the passer all that well, but... Dak Prescott, in his career, when Tyron Smith doesn't play, the number – he's had some struggles. And I know there was I, – I think the big one everybody remembers is a few years ago when he actually played Atlanta, and I think he got sacked 11 times. Um, it's not that extreme, but Tyron Smith doesn't play last week. He's got the ankle. Um, they moved Terrence Steele to, to left tackle, and Terrence Steele gets thrown around uh, against Denver. Um, Dak Prescott was not sharp. I didn't think he looked 
injured. Like I didn't, I, I didn't look at him and say, oh my God, he's limited, but he just wasn't sharp. Um, Zeke Elliott's in and out of the lineup with the knee injury. So that's a guy to watch in practice this week. How much does he practice? But Dak Prescott, I just think wasn't sharp. I expect he'll be sharper this weekend. Uh, I, and I think um, it'll be a good game for Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb. The problem is now, what if Michael Gallup comes back? What is his role? You know, we've had Cooper and Lamb be a little bit more inconsistent this year than you would like to see from guys who were such high draft picks. And with Gallup coming back, Dalton Schultz obviously has been a guy who's led them in targets in multiple games. The Cowboys offense is a little bit more segmented than I wanted it to be. Interesting. Okay. What about, let's get to New Orleans and Tennessee. There's a lot to discuss here because you've got the Titans first game we saw without Henry. The Saints, that was interesting. Talking to Greg Cosell on today's Ross Tucker football podcast, I talked to him a day earlier. He actually thought Simeon played pretty well. A lot of people are will are ready to get rid of Simeon and go to Taysom Hill full time. Yeah, so um, I think Simeon gave them a shot to win that game uh, last week, uh, and I think that means they're going to stick with him until they, he proves to them that there's a reason they don't. Uh, go to uh, Taysom Hill or, you know, he gives them a reason to go to Taysom Hill. You have to remember Taysom Hill was coming off a concussion and it was a bad one because he missed multiple weeks. So, you know, Taysom Hill didn't play a ton in that game. So just keep that in mind. I think they wanted to use him in the gimmick role. Ross, um, uh, as we're sitting here on Wednesday and it's entirely possible by the time you listen to this, Odell Beckham has picked a team. Well, per Diana Rossini, the Saints are one of the teams that he's apparently focusing on. So there could be a big piece here added. Remember, this is a team all year. Good luck picking a wide receiver. The best one recently has been Deontay Harris for them. So um, good luck picking a wide receiver for them. But there is another thing to watch with the Saints. Nick Underhill, who's as plugged in as any Saints beat writer, who was the first to kind of report last week with a wink nod that Trevor Simeon was going to start. He said he's heard rumblings. That Alvin Kamara got dinged up in that game last week, and the Saints have been working out running backs this week. So something to watch, something to monitor. Maybe maybe that slipped through the cracks in your league and Mark Ingram's out there on the waiver wire, especially if you have Kamara, might be worth a pickup. Interesting. All right, what about the Titans, Joe? Uh, so, look, they won last week, and I know everybody is going to be out there and say, oh, my God, oh, uh, uh, you know, Derrick Henry's not valuable at all. All right, let's – Let's pump the brakes here. The Tennessee Titans gained 194 yards and averaged 3.5 yards per play on Sunday night football. Their defense won them that game. Uh, they had a full-blown three-man rotation in the backfield. Jeremy McNichols uh, led them in snaps. Um, it's, uh, it, it, I mean, it, it's a mess right now. Um, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, it was just great to see Julio Jones get through that game healthy because they need him. Um, the Titans are not going to be winning many games where they gain under 200 yards from scrimmage. I think Sunday night was kind of fluky in that regard. My favorite back in this game for them, in a game where um, maybe it's a little bit closer, it's still McNichols. Uh, he's still the guy who plays on passing downs. But if you want to play Adrian Peterson, he was the guy who got the goal line opportunities, even over Deontay Foreman. But I think A.J. Brown and Julio are certainly guys that you consider putting in your lineup right now. As for the next game, that is the Jaguars Ugh. and the Colts. Colts have actually been pretty decent offensively um, as of late. Speaking of decent, 
PicksWise does a pretty decent job as the number one free app for football picks, odds, and analysis. Find expert picks for every game all season long. Loaded with best bets, props, and parlays, you can find in-depth game predictions giving you the who, how, and why behind every prediction, all for free. Found your pick? Search our latest DraftKings promotions to sign up for an account and place your bet. Download the free PicksWise app now to make your next bet better. PicksWise backs responsible gambling. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Joe, uh, I mean, the Jags offense is brutal. It sounds like James Robinson might be back, though. Yeah, um, Urban Meyer actually said he thought James Robinson up until Sunday was going to play, and they decided to hold him out just for pain management. And that that ended up working out beautifully for them because even though Carlos Hyde didn't play all that well, they won the game. So James Robinson should, should be back and no worse for the wear right now, which gives them a lot. But when it comes to the Jags, uh, there's two guys who really interest me beyond James Robinson. By the way, Trevor Lawrence is banged up. Not that you're starting him for fantasy, right. but yeah, he's not 100%. Uh, Dan Arnold, he's played five games with the Jags, Ross. Um, uh, and the first, he basically was a Thursday night game after a trade, and he played just 18 snaps, but he got two targets. Since then, over the Jags' last four games, he's tied for the team lead in targets, tied for second on the team in routes, and he leads the team in receiving yards. That's Dan Arnold, who is a start-worthy tight end. And, you know, a couple weeks ago, Urban Meyer called Jamal Agnew, the wide receiver, their, their slot receiver, he called them their best separator, the converted defensive back. And while you deserve all credit, Jamal Agnew, for basically <laughs> turning yourself into a really solid NFL wide receiver, when a converted DB is your best separator, what does that say about Marvin Jones and LaVisca Chenault right now? I mean, ugh. Gross. Uh, I'm playing. I'm playing Agnew if I'm playing any of these wide receivers right now. Um, it, uh, otherwise, it's not a. It's not a very good offense, and not one that is going to win you many fantasy matchups. Clearly, the Colts do have some guys, though, Joe. Uh, yeah. So Carson Wentz has picked on bad. Picked picked on bad teams, and this is another one. You know, I understand what happened last week. You know, they shut down Josh Allen, but this is still a matchup where I'm I'm thinking Carson Wentz has a top 10 uh, uh, type of week. I mean, he's thrown for multiple touchdowns in six, six consecutive games. He's played overall pretty well. I know I called him the werewolf a couple weeks ago with those terrible interceptions, and those terrible interceptions are going to come out every now and again. There's a full moon every now and again for Carson Wentz. Uh, but uh, I don't think this qualifies as a good defense. And I think Wentz is a solid option if you need him. Um, the guy who Carson Wentz has benefited um, most throwing to is obviously Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman's having a really quietly good season. I mean, yeah. over his last game. I don't even game, think it's that quiet. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody's talking about him in, like, the pantheon of, like, Devontae Adams in the, oh, my God, you have to start him every week. But he's finished – as a top 12 wide receiver in four of his last eight games, he's gone up at 12 fantasy points in seven of his last eight. Um, and he's tied with Mike Williams and CD lamb in fantasy points per game. So that's a pretty good season. And then obviously Ross last week, the star, the star of the show is Jonathan Taylor. Frank Reich made Marlon Mack a healthy scratch. And I hope that continues not because I'm against Marlon Mack, but when Marlon Mack's been active, they've been mixing in 
like four or five just meaningless touches and taking Jonathan Taylor off the field. There's no reason to do that right now with, with the outlook for, you know, um, some of the injuries that we've had, some of the situations that we've had, how bad Carolina is. I think there's a really, really good argument that Jonathan Taylor is the RB one in fantasy, like rest of season. You wouldn't, you would not rather have anybody than him. Well, yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. Um, He's been a stud. I still don't think he's as, as explosive as Saquon, as some people say, but he's a stud. Yeah. How about Lions at the Steelers, Joe? I really yeah. wanted the Lions to claim Odell, by the way, for a lot uh, of <laughs> Oh, that would have been – yeah, that would have uh, made Odell very happy, I'm sure. Uh, no, um, the Lions right now, I mean, they came out – they went into the bye, and the Eagles just shellacked them. And, you know, early in the year, I called the Lions fun bad. The problem is when a team is bad, and the Lions are – Occasionally, you're just going to get boat raced, and that's what happened uh, to the Lions last uh, in, in Week Eight. DeAndre Swift didn't play well. Jamal Williams didn't even play. Uh, he should be uh, okay. Uh, Jamar Jefferson scores a touchdown at the end of that game. I mean, just a, it was just a nightmare for the Lions. I, the Lions are a two-man show right now. I mean, especially against Pittsburgh, um, you know, a defense that's solid. I don't think it's as good as its reputation, but it's a solid defense. They're a two-man show, Hawkinson and Swift. Those are the guys you play. What about for the Steelers? It seems like, Joe, their offense is getting a little bit better. Yeah, and it's getting better because Najee Harris is getting the ball quite a bit. And I I don't know if there's correlation causation there. But if if there is somebody who's a challenger to Jonathan Taylor right now, Najee Harris has to be on the list for RB1. He's not as explosive. Um, Najee Harris isn't going to be busting off 45-yard plays. Uh, with with regularity but he's a guy they trust in every single situation another 29 touches for him uh in he had 29 touches in week eight uh against the bears you know he had uh 25 touches even though he wasn't going very you know he again he wasn't picking up chunks of yardage he was moving the chains i mean that's a guy who just gets the ball every week chase claypool is the guy who's kind of on the outskirts here he's the guy you've got to decide all right am i playing him or am i not playing him this week um, that's because obviously Ben throws the ball to Deontay Johnson. And then you wonder again, how much are they going to have to throw the ball in this game against Detroit? You know, this is a Najee Harris game from my, from my perspective, Deontay Johnson's the favorite target, but the guy that Ben Roethlisberger has gravitated to is Pat Fryermuth in the red zone. And Pat Fryermuth right now is a tight end one. If, and when the Eric Ebron comes back, I really hope he doesn't take significant snaps from Fryermuth. And frankly, I don't think Ben Roethlisberger is going to let him take significant snaps from Fryermuth because Fryermuth has been dominating in the red zone. And when Ben Roethlisberger trusts a guy for better or worse, he throws him the football. Last game here in this slate, Joe, is uh, Cleveland at New England. Really looking forward to that one. But first, overcoming the odds, rewriting the playbook, delivering under pressure. The MVPs of small business lead their teams to victory all year long. Visa is proud to provide playmakers everywhere with more tools to help grow their business and help them achieve even greater success. Because the more people we can empower, the more we all win. Visa, a network working for everyone who's working for us with the Browns and Patriots. Obviously we're recording this Wednesday, Joe. It's a mess. Yeah. Nick Chubb, COVID, John Kelly, basically the entire Browns 
room, running back room, with the exception of Dearness Johnson, Mr. Dearness, who stepped up in a big spot a couple of weeks ago on that island game. Um, Nick Chubb's dealing with COVID. So, I mean, that this is this is what it is. If Nick Chubb is able to play on Sunday, Nick Chubb's the guy. If not, Dearness Johnson's the guy. There you go. Um, how about this for Nick Chubb, though, just to show you how efficient he's been? He's played seven games this season. He's topped 80 yards from scrimmage in six of the seven. He's topped 100 yards from scrimmage in four of the seven. And he hasn't hit a 60% snap share once. So he's gaining hundreds of yards from scrimmage. He's second in the NFL in rushing. And he basically plays half the offensive snaps. The guy's a monster. But let's see if he's available this week. Uh, In their first game without Odell Beckham on the roster... Here was the routes breakdown for the Cleveland Browns. Jarvis Landry, 20. Anthony Schwartz, 17. Donovan Peoples-Jones, 16. Wow. Peoples-Jones only ran 16 routes? Yeah. I mean, now, Baker Mayfield had 24 dropbacks, so it's not like, you know, he was Dan Marino back there. But, like, here's the funny part. Like, Donovan Peoples-Jones is the guy who's, like, probably going to fill in for Odell Beckham. I mean, from from a statistical standpoint, just on this team, he's been better than Odell Beckham. So I I saw people saying that. Yeah, like, I mean, look, the Odell Beckham senior thing, look, there was some validity to that. We've we've said it on this podcast that Baker Mayfield has just flat missed Odell Beckham Jr. But there there is something to the fact that this offense just seems to work better without him. And – Donovan Peoples-Jones has been one of the benefactors of that. What about for the Patriots, Joe? Uh, Yeah, they're another team where the running back situation is a mess right now because both Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson are dealing with concussions. So Brandon Bolden, J.J. Taylor time, I don't know if if either of those two guys is going to get cleared. I thought Ramondre Stevenson was uh, excellent last week. I thought he was just great. But that's a situation we got to watch. Um, Damian Harris, I still would fe- say, is the lead back uh, if he clears. But that is so- certainly a situation uh, uh, to watch. Um, this is projected to be a close game. And that, in that regard, it's interesting that Mac Jones' splits are pretty heavy. He averages 29.8 passes per game in wins and 37.8 in losses. But again... You know, the Patriots were able to go 66% run heavy last week. I don't know if they're going to be able to do that this week, given the state of their running back position. Unfortunately, Ross, this is a game where on Wednesday, we don't know enough about the availability of these players to get a full grasp on this game. Because if the Browns don't have Chubb, and especially if the Patriots don't have Harris and uh, and Stevenson, that's going to fundamentally change the way they play the game. The good news is, Joe, we will find out. By Sunday, and we've got six more games to go on episode two, which we love. Make sure you subscribe to this so as soon as the second episode drops, you get it. He's Joe. I'm Ross. We're about to record number two right now. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. 
lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109 with it. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. 